Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Pish Posh Pages. I'm Lindsay. Today I'm talking about the book Ripe by Sarah Rose Edder. This was the first book I read in 2024. If you are in the bookish book talk, bookstagram, book lover world, you may have seen this book. It has the most beautiful cover I've ever seen. I'm obsessed with the cover. Do I always talk about the cover of a book? No. But do I need to for this book? Yes. The cover, it is like the inside of a pomegranate. And yes, a pomegranate comes up multiple times in this book. (sighs) This book is dark and it's I think considered a satire or just like reflective of society and it is very depressing and I read a lot of dark depressing books and this is a little bit different in the dark depressing sphere but uh, I have read other books like this. I honestly cannot think of one but I know I've read more books with this vibe. What's this book about? It's about a woman who is I would say probably her late 20s early 30s Maybe it says in the book, I don't remember, but she's working in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, uh, in tech. And as a woman who works in tech, that's what I, I am, uh, I work from home and I will never subject myself to living in Silicon Valley. I'm definitely not smart enough to do that kind of tech. I do a very specific work in tech job. I work in sports and tech. Very cool, actually. And I work from home and I live in the Pacific Northwest. So that's a little bit about me if you did not know that. But anyways, back to what the book's about. We've got our main character and she's depressed. She works in tech. Uh, She works, like I said, Silicon Valley. She has, she's making not enough money to really afford living in Silicon Valley as I would say probably 80, 90% of people living in that area feel or that's just the reality, like, people cannot afford to live there, it is completely messed up, I think it is a horrible system, and the rich just control that area, and they have ruined it for average people, average working people, and they use these average working people, ah, it drives me insane, alas, I do not live there, but I have done, uh, a lot of, uh, I wouldn't know if I would call it research, but I've consumed a lot of content about this subject matter. I'll say that. So once again, this is going to be an interesting episode, I feel like. Uh, she can't afford to live in her area. Um, she does not really love her job. She does not have a good really friendship support system. She only has one actual like good friend and that friend does a lot of drugs, which is kind of an interesting look into this book as well, is how many of these people who work in these like Silicon Valley style jobs also are doing drugs to just get through the days. (sighs) So that part's interesting too. And then... So that's like her only real friend. She does not like the other people she hangs out with. She doesn't like the people she works with. And then she calls home and she has a very bad relationship with her mother. She has a good relationship with her dad, but her dad always tells her, always, 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 like, she says, like, I miss you guys. He's like, well, there's nothing for you here. And I think they live in, like, the Midwest. And you can just tell, like, she wants to go home to the Midwest so bad. She doesn't like the 
lifestyle that she's living in Northern California and the hustle and bustle. And it's not just hustle and bustle, it's just the intensity, it's everything. And the no support, the lack of finances, just everything. And um, the things that her job makes her do, just using people, it's it's just such a, uh, it just felt so real, this book. And it was pretty dark. Like, I never worked, like, in a corporate, corporate tech kind of job like that. But I can completely understand feeling like you are just beholden to your job. And, like, that is your life. And anything your boss says, like, you have to do. And you will work any hours. You'll work for free, overtime, all this stuff. Not get paid overtime. Because that's just, like, it's just what you're supposed to do. And I think there's lots lots of corporations and just even cities where like that lifestyle is like the norm and it's frustrating. So the other thing in this book is that our girl, her name's Cassie, but they don't really say her name very often in the book and that's kind of interesting, but our girl, she is dating a man who is in a relationship with another woman and he says that he has an open relationship with her uh but Cassie is definitely the side chick like his main relationship is with this other girl and then Cassie he just sees on the side and he's a chef and then I don't know if I should say this part um she goes through something with him and that piece is also very dark uh I would say maybe I don't do this ever I will say like I don't do this if they put kind of trigger warnings or content warnings in the beginning of a book I'll read them sometimes I don't like to because there's just too much like it almost gives away the book in a way but if you're somebody who does want those warnings you may want to look at the warnings for this book there you go uh this book is really dark and depressing this girl also a big major piece of the book that I haven't talked about yet is that she always describes this black hole and she has this fascination with black holes but she always pictures a black hole like in her life like it's always above her it's next to her and it's like talking to her almost like it's just there it's her companion and I would say like that is her depression is like she put it in this like image in her mind of a black hole and it's always with her all the time sometimes it gets bigger sometimes it gets smaller sometimes it's loud sometimes it's quiet and that's a theme of the book so I feel like that could be kind of uh hard for some people to read as well this book is dark like I said uh it's it's I don't know if you can I don't know I don't know if people are calling it satire or not I it gave me satire vibes but that just could be the similarities to other books that I know are definitely satire that this book had like similarities to does that make sense I don't know I really don't have a ton to say about this book because I feel like it's one of those ones like you read it, you sit with your thoughts in it, and it just makes you feel something. Like it will make you feel angry, it will make you feel sad, but everyone will have very like different feelings around it and it's not really a lot that I could put into words. And I keep seeing people recommending it. And I think this book is one that will, like, sit with me for a long time. It's not one that I have, like, a lot to say about. It's just, it's there. I'm glad that I read it. It will make me feel things. I think it would be really good for anybody who is 
I don't know if this would be really good because it is so depressing, but it might be good for people who are starting their lives in the corporate world, starting their corporate career path to see like, no, it does not get better. Like these companies that have these cultures, they don't change. They just find somebody else who will do what you do for cheaper. You know, that's just what they do. So (laughs) like It's just, it is depressing. Like, there are so many company cultures where you are just a cog in the machine. I am not saying, like, my current job, I do not feel that way. I feel very blessed to have the job that I do. But I also know that people get their first job or they think, like, this is their ticket into, like, this is, oh, I could talk about this forever, I feel like. Like, this job is their ticket to the good life or even sometimes, like, going to college, like, my whole life I've been told like you got to go to college and then I'm just speaking in like I'm not talking about me in particular but people feel this way like if you go to college like that's your ticket to the good life but then also like sometimes going to college you are paying all these loans and then you're thinking you're going to study something and get a job and then you know you'll be set for life but that's uh, not how it works sometimes. You have to be very realistic. Like, and I think there's so many people, because of how our society is, how they, like, if you go to college and you get this good corporate job, like, your life will be good. And then people go to college and they go to this corporate job and they're like, this is not good. The system is corrupt. So, but I do think, like, you got to work for a living, like, you got to work, but, uh, I don't know, I'm not trying to get political or anything, or talk about student loans and all that shit, but, uh, sometimes everything is not always what it seems, and that's very true, like, in this book, to relate it back to the book, (laughs) instead of just society as a whole, uh, her dad keeps telling her, like, there's nothing for you here, like, I'm so proud of you, like, you're, you did it, you got the job, like, this is it, and she's like, this is it? This is not what I want. This is not what I want my life to be. And I think there's so many people in that situation. I just want them to know, like, go do something else. Like, anything else. You do not need to live in Silicon Valley and (laughs) pay so much money to, like, rent your shitty apartment. Like, you can go live somewhere else that has a lower cost of living. You can be a server. You can do these other things. Figure your life out. You can work at a grocery store for a while. As long as you're taking care of yourself, like, ah, it drives me insane. The people who, like, feel the need to live in these crazy cities with crazy costs of living and, like, oh, I thought this was, like, going, this was the definition of success and it's everyone's definition of success can be different and that's okay and I feel like this podcast episode is going to turn a lot of people off and they're like what the hell were you talking about you're ranting about crazy things but I feel very strongly about this as somebody who was living in a big city I was living outside of a big city actually uh commuting about an hour each way for my job and I was like this kind of sucks and I figured out that that job was like never going to really pay me more and that city has an extremely high cost of living and I was like I don't want to do this anymore and so I left and it was the best thing I ever did. I really think there was good parts of me having that experience but I would just feel so I feel so bad because I know there are so many people who go through that same experience have the good parts and the bad and then just sit in there and then they're like this is this is what I wanted to do. And, but in their like back of their head, they're like not happy. And 
in the back of my head, like I was not happy and there was not any room for growth for me. And I just want there to be room for growth for everybody. And I think there are times and places and I just wanted this chick to move. I just wanted her to leave the, I wanted her to leave. I wanted her to go live in a small town and work at a restaurant and be happy. Like she didn't even say that she wanted to like work in a restaurant, but I knew like, that's just what I saw for her. I saw her working at a coffee shop or a restaurant and talking to people and making real friends instead of living in this like fake shit. (sighs) So there's my commentary on Ripe by Sarah Rose Etter and a little bit of my commentary about the state of these major corporations and college and life in these big cities and the cost of living and blah blah blah. It was a lot. So I'm gonna read you a one-star review and a five-star review, positive and negative, from the public about this book. Here's the one star from R.L. Churn. Subject line is relentlessly bleak. Okay, I get it. Adult life in America, especially in the fast-paced, often ethically challenged field of the technosphere of San Francisco, is a royal bummer. It is. There are moments in this narrative that capture its grotesque essence perfectly, and the author's portrait of the protagonist's childhood and family dynamic had me renewing my vows to always be there for my kids, to not ruin them at a young age. But holy smokes, the story does not have to be so over-the-top, cringingly awful because it crosses from satire to obvious cliché and stays there for most of the trip. I regret having read it. I was just curious if the main character would grow a spine or have a breakthrough, even a mini personal one. But no, the book starts in the dumps and stays there. My advice is to skip this one. I do wish our main character made some freaking choices to change her life, but she's a little bitch. So, yeah, that's what I'll say about this book. <laughs> she really disappointed me, she did, but it's okay. Like, the author didn't disappoint me, the character disappointed me. And I think this one is a little over the top, but not really. Like, it's satire. I don't think it went cliche. I think it felt very real in a lot of pieces of this book. So there's my thoughts, my counter argument to the negative review. Here's a five-star review from Gwen Garrity Hayes. Subject line is a dark, beautiful feminist manifesto. Ooh. I also wonder if that one-star review was from a man, because I think a man and a woman would look at this book very differently. That's a generalization, I know, but generally speaking... I think they would. Okay, anyways, back to the five-star review. A young woman moves to the San Francisco Bay Area to work in a tech startup. She is exploited by her job, her landlord, and her boyfriend. Her constant companion is the black hole that has been with her all her life. Her parents are self-absorbed and, at best, moderately tolerant of her, and at worst, completely unsupportive and abusive. The writing is amazing in its beauty and starkness. I do think this is stark I think, I wouldn't really call this beautiful, but it is real. And I just really liked, I enjoyed this. It was weird in a good way. And it felt like satire, like satire is supposed to feel. So those are my thoughts on the one star and the five star review. Uh, This was a different podcast episode, I would say. It definitely went off topic, but I think this book, that's the goal of this book. It's to make you think about society and it did. So there you go. There you go. I'm guessing this was a lot more than what you asked for, but 
It's my podcast. I can do what I want. <laughs> In the next podcast episode, I'll be talking about a thriller called The Best of Friends by Lucinda Berry, and uh, that will be less uh, political, I would say. But that book actually has some politics in it as well. So... We'll talk about that then. I hope you are enjoying whatever it is you are reading. If you have a book recommendation for me, please send it over. There's so many different places you can send me a book rec. Like on social media, I'm at pages. My email is pishposhpages at gmail.com. And I'm sure there's other places too. My website, pishposhpodcast.com. I hope you're enjoying whatever it is you are reading right now. And I will be back next time to talk about more books. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pish Posh Pages. If you loved it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or just share wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow our bookstagram, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, at Pish Posh Pages for more book talk. We want to have more people in our No Strings Attached book club. I'm so glad that you were here and we'll be talking about more books next time. See you soon and happy reading.